When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's cracking, y'all? Welcome back to the station. Welcome back to the channel. Y'all know who it is. Your boy, Ray G. You can find me on X at Ray GQ. We took a week off. Your boy wasn't feeling well last week, but I'm back. Rookie Report, week six recap, looking ahead to week seven and beyond. Nothing but rookies. If that's what you came for, you came to the right damn place. And all that I ask is you hit that thumbs up button, like the content, Comment below. Let me know what you think about the content and the rookies in the show. And if you happen to stick around until the end of the video and you find the information actionable and or entertaining, subscribe to the channel. We do a lot of dope stuff over here at Destination Devi. Check out the website, DestinationDevi.com. Premium articles, dope tools to help you dominate your leagues. But rookie talk, let's get into it. And what I wanted to do in this show sort of just have a, a a recap of the rookie class in general. How are we feeling about these players? Where are the ones that you truly want to invest in long-term in Dynasty? And which rookies are you kind of skeptical on? And we may need to proceed with caution after what we've seen through a little over a quarter of the fantasy season. So we are going to go to keep trade cut just because they've got everything indexed out right and get a sort of an, a, a viewpoint of the community sentiment of these rookies. And I'll give you guys my feedback on these players, who's playing well, who's disappointed. So let's jump right into it and take a look at the rookie class in general. And my, oh my, 2023 Dynasty Rookie Rankings over here on Keep Trade Cut. Look at how different this looks compared to what we walked into earlier this year. Now that we've got actual data, we got games, players are playing. One-on-one still looking like it is B. John Robinson, followed by C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. Throughout the entire draft process, I talked about I'm taking the quarterback over a running back over a wide receiver, Anthony Richardson, 101. Now, what has happened and transpired since all of that, a rich probably going to miss the season with the AC AC joint shoulder surgery that he has to have, CJ Stroud smashing, Bijan Robinson playing very good football, but in this weird murky situation with Tyler Algier, who continues to get this work. I see Bijan here at one, and I still think it's the wrong decision. If I had to go back and redo 2023 rookie drafts right now, in super flex formats, I would take both CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson ahead of Bijan Robinson, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the skill set and talent of Bijan. But y'all, take a look at how the Dynasty community is currently valuing running backs in general. We see the NFL right now just transitioning away from giving one guy the bell cow work, giving these running backs long-term, big-time contracts, you're just seeing it happen. There's the haves and the have-nots. Got Christian McCaffrey and Bijan still inside the top 10. But after that, just start scrolling down. There's Brees Hall there at 18, and you could talk about that or argue it all you want. Got ETN sitting there at 24. And then the next running back. So listen to that. Bijan Robinson, Christian McCaffrey, Brees Hall, Travis Etienne, and Devon Achan. That's that's what right now, according to the community consensus feeling, 
is the RB5, followed by Kenneth Walker. Then you got tight ends. You've got receivers. Puka Nakua being valued higher than Jonathan Taylor. So the point that I'm making is it has nothing to do with Bijan Robinson, the individual talent. Bijan Robinson is incredible. Like, come on, ain't nobody going to argue that. He's a fantastic running back, but the value in Dynasty is not housed inside the running back position. Go try to trade Bijan Robinson for CJ Shroud in the Superflex League straight up. You get laughed out of the building. Go try to trade Bijan straight up, and now maybe you can get it for Anthony Richardson because he's hurt. But prior to that injury, nobody in Superflex was giving up one of those two quarterbacks to acquire damn near any running back, let alone Bijan Robinson, as great as he may be. So still holding firm at number one, and I still hold firm on the belief that he should not go or shouldn't have went number one overall in Superflex formats. But C.J. Stroud making the big leap, and I do think this is okay. He is playing very good football right now. C.J. Stroud is balling. Does he have the type of high-end ceiling that should warrant QB7 overall? I don't know about that. I, I, I think that's quite high, and... It's the shiny new toy. We got a couple that are hitting, so it feels good. Seems a little high for C.J. Stroud, but if you were able to acquire him at a discount because his S2 score and all that other bullshit that they were talking about going into it, Ohio State quarterbacks, he doesn't care about the game, you hit a home run. The Houston Texans 1,000% found their quarterback, their franchise changer of the future in C.J. Stroud, and I anticipate him being a very, very high startup pick next year in traditional snake drafts and in auctions, he's going to go for a lot of money. He's going to go for a lot of money in a startup. So CJ Stroud, a rich bull chilling top two players. So when you look at what the 2023 class kind of looked like in April and May, June, throughout the summer, those top three are still up there, right? They were top five, top six picks to begin the process. And they're still there. Now, one of the players who has risen up uh, crazy heights, right? Just rocket ship to the moon. Devon Achan, and he's hurt right now on IR, not coming back potentially until week 11. We'll see how the knee feels and how he looks when he gets back on the field. But what we did see from this young 22-year-old running back was exactly what I told you you'd see in the draft process. Explosiveness, a player that will put people's process to the test because he does have game-changing elite home run football speed. Contact balance is dope. He can catch the ball. He's an incredible running back at Texas A&M. Coming in at uh, rookie number four, number four overall from the rookie class. This was a player that you were able to get at the back of your first round of rookie drafts. And as the process went later before he was selected by Miami, hell, he was even available 205, 204, 203 at times in certain leagues. So, hell yeah, HN is dope. He's a good player, fantastic running back. Should he be valued as RB5? My initial inclination is this. If there are people in your league who value him, and would pay you RB5 prices for Devon Achan, I would make that trade today. Don't wait. Don't do this. Make it today. Because I think this is a little ADV, a little coin that I've turned artificial dynasty value. He's ranked that way, but I don't believe you're... Go try to trade Achan for Jonathan Taylor straight up, who he's ranked ahead of JT right now. Go try to make that deal. If you can make that deal, I'll give you a sub in a in a 12-team you know, start 10 league. I'm not talking about no st- th- five team league, something with your friend. You go make that deal. You send me a screenshot. I'll give you a sub for Destination Debbie for the month to check it out for free. I don't think you can. I think there's a lot of ADV g- going on with Devon Achan. Dope player, but RB5, if I could sell for those prices, see you later, Devon Achan. Sam Laporta. And it says tight end one. I'm assuming that's dynasty value. Let's Let's just go over there. Dynasty rankings. Let's take a look at the tight end position. Wow, I, I didn't realize he was he was that high. Let's see where uh, old Sam Laporta is. 
Yes, he's being ranked as the dynasty tight end one. Sam Laporta, ahead of Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, and Dalton Kincaid. Wow. Sam Laporta, astronomical rise up the top of the board. This was a tight end class. Supposed to be incredible. You know, Laporta. Who else do we have? Luke Musgrave, Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Starting to make some noise. Schoonmaker, Washington Craft, Strange making a little bit of noise. But Sam Laporta already, I mean, look at the value from the draft till now. Just rocket ship right up to the top, leapfrogging Travis Kelsey. And I really can't argue it, y'all. I, I, I truly, I can't make a strong case against it. He's young. He's in a great offense. The Lions should extend Jared Goff yesterday. Should have already been done. He's going to be a top target earner at the position for a very long time. He looks good. There were some people who were all early adopters of Sam Laporta. And uh, it's paying off because he he is playing like one of the best young tight ends that we've seen come into the league in a while. And the future's bright in Detroit with that young man and Jameer Gibbs and Dan Campbell and Amon Ra and Jared Goff as well. So Sam Laporta coming in as rookie number five is pretty, pretty incredible to see just how much this changes after you get a couple of games under your belt. Puka Nakul, we talked about him at great length, had his worst game as a pro this past Sunday. But guess what? Don't fear. 70% of the targets have gone to Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua over the last two weeks. 70% of the team target share those two players. The result wasn't there. We're chasing the process. The production will come. The opportunity is still dope for Puka Nakua. And as you look at this, wide receiver one. Who had that on the bingo card? Nobody. Not a soul in fantasy football thought that this would ever be a realistic outcome. Yet here we are. 22-year-old Puka Nakua in an in a awesome offense with a great receiver next to him. I, this is only going to help him moving forward. I am still very excited about Puka Nakua, even though it was only four for 26, whatever he had. It's a player I'm investing in. So of, of, this, of this group right now, who would I actually be buying, actively going out there, buying, trying to acquire these players for my franchise, for my dynasty rosters right now? I would say Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, I'm not trying to buy him right now. He's up there. He's valued that. I'm not trying to buy him right now. Can I get a value dip on a rich? Probably still in on buying a little Puka Nakua after a down week. And then player number seven, rookie seven, Jameer Gibbs. Yes, sign me up. I'm all about buying Jameer Gibbs right now. Should be back this week. David Montgomery's banged up with the rib cartilage injury. Jameer Gibbs is showing the flashes. I know a lot of people are disappointed by the production, but the flashes are there. The opportunity has not come yet, and it does feel very DeAndre Swift-like, and I hope that's not the case. But damn, every time they give him the ball, he looks good. Just give him the ball, Detroit. What are you doing? Give him the damn ball. So I'm still in on Jameer Gibbs. Coming in as RB8 in Dynasty overall, 21 years old, youngest uh, youngest running back, I think, in the NFL. I think he's the youngest running back in the NFL is Jameer Gibbs. Uh, but I still want him. Still want this player not going at 105 anymore. But yeah, I'll take the Jameer Gibbs discount that he's not good anymore or whatever people think about what's going on in Detroit. Let's take a look. Let's scroll down a little bit more and talk about some of these other players. Let's uh, How deep are we going to go today? Let's go. Let's just look at the top 20. Who are we trying to go get? Ah, perfect. Top 20. Top 20. This is perfect. This is perfect. Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, and Jackson Smith and Jigba in that order. I can't argue with the order of those receivers. I can't. Pukunakua should be one. Zay Flowers should be two. Addison should probably be three. JSN at four. I think you can make a case for a couple of other players being ranked ahead of him. You see Tank Bell down there. 
Tank Dell is 24 years old. He's little and he's 24. He's an old rookie. But Zay Flowers, leading the team in target share with, with him and Mark Andrews, the receptions, the yards. He's going to be the best statistical wide receiver that they have after the end of the season as long as he stays healthy. It's not Bateman. It's not OBJ. Zay Flowers is awesome. Once he gets acclimated a little bit more, catch the damn ball. This is a great investment. Very happy about all the Zay Flowers shares that I have. Jordan Addison playing the quote-unquote number one receiver role, which he's not, not yet. He's not ready for that. Justin Jefferson, we don't know what his long-term outlook is going to be on that team. We don't know what's happening with Kirk Cousins. Jordan Addison is a speculative buy, speculative buy. If, if Jefferson is there, I just, I question what that ceiling actually looks like for Addison. I know we wanted to be bullish and out of our skis and say, oh, he's locked in a thousand yard receiver. He's getting single coverage and KJ Osborne stings. This is the NFL. Osborne's going to play. Brandon Powell's going to play. They're going to throw TJ Hawkinson a whole bunch of passes. So this high end ceiling that we thought Jordan Addison possesses, I don't know, y'all. I'm struggling with that one right now. I don't think it's as high end as we thought. He's a very good player. He's scoring some touchdowns, but he's the type of guy that's going to be able to earn 20-plus percent target share. Is he going to be the type of player that's going to get 30-plus percent of the air yard share? And you know what I'm going at. I'm talking about some Trinity stuff that will be live on the YouTube channel tomorrow. If you're tapping in, subscribe to the channel. Hit the thumbs up button, like the content. Trinity series, dope. We have created, almost finished making the Trinity tracker that you can access on the website, its own individual tool, so you can look at things on your own time. JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He came into the season, I think right before the season started, he was being valued as a top 10, I believe top 10 dynasty receiver. Let's let's just go on here and see. I believe he was a top 10 dynasty receiver. Yeah, there he is. Wide receiver 10 in August. Wide receiver 10, and he held firm. Wide receiver 10, wide receiver 11, all the way till a couple of weeks, right? And then he's still hovering around 14, and now we've seen the, the cliff, right? Dipped all the way down to wide receiver 21 when he wasn't getting targeted. Uh, currently, it's, you know, these are the receivers that he's around. Behind Drake London, DK Metcalf, and the aforementioned Jordan Addison. And he's a little bit ahead of Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, and T. Higgins. So there's JSN right there at wide receiver 19. The reality is everybody was out over their skis with the production that he'd be able to give us this season. Looking back on it, a revisionist history right here, just going back in time, using the information that we have today. Pretty bold for all of us to say that he was going to come in and pull targets away from DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and rush attempts away from from damn, you know, uh, Kenneth Walker. He's gonna, he's gonna, they're gonna throw so much to him that Kenneth Walker's gonna lose snaps. He's gonna lose touches. It's DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. That's who's getting the ball. Now, JSN did have an encouraging finally week six. I think he was like four for 48, four for 50 in that matchup. So at least that's encouraging. Best performance that he's put on wax so far. But man, uh, it's tough, tough cost, tough cost for JSN right now. Am I in JSN acquisition mode? I'd be fine with buying some JSN. The problem is I'm pretty sure the Jackson Smith and Jigba manager still wants like a first round pick, probably a first plus a player. And I'm not paying that for him. I don't think he's worth that. I'd rather invest that first round pick into other players that are ranked ahead of him that are more important at scoring us points and have more opportunity to be a difference maker for us. Four for 48 doesn't really help. Like you plug that in your lineup, it does you nothing. The war on him on the season is not low, is, is very low. His Trinity score is very low. One of the up until last week, he was uh, tied with Jonathan Mingo as the two worst receivers in this class, according to the Trinity score. 
but he's got one of the highest KTC values. So therefore, if things don't start to turn it around where I see him being a significant target share earner, which I'm just telling you right now, I don't. The player Geno Smith hasn't been good and you still got those two dogs in front of him. Feels like a player that you might be able to trade and liquidate right now, buy back later, and, and turn a little bit of a profit. So still hanging in there as a top 10 rookie, wide receiver 19 right now, quite, quite the fall for JSN, and it doesn't look like the production is going to pick up anytime soon in Seattle. Bryce Young is the last player we're going to talk about at, you know, in great length because there was a lot of uh, fear and paranoia surrounding Bryce Young over the first month of the season, first month in a game. For the last two weeks, he has put quality tape on wax, very quality film, making Adam Thielen super relevant, which I told you about if you watch the Trinity. And he just, he looks like he belongs. It looks like things are finally starting to slow down. Frank Wright has finally agreed to turn over play calling duties. He's no longer going to call the plays. He understands that Bryce probably needs a little more innovative play caller. All things are looking positive for Bryce Young, except the weaponry that he possesses. Adam Thielen is 33. Terrace Marshall can't get on the field and get consistent snaps. They don't really have a consistent tight end. The running game is up and down with Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders. Jonathan Mingo is a developmental wide receiver. LaVisca Chenault broke his leg. It's going to be rough for Bryce. This is going to be a tough season. Even though his past two weeks have been encouraging, I do not believe that's going to be the consistent trend throughout the regular season. But I do think there is enough good stuff that he's put on tape from an uh, anticipatory thrower perspective, arm strength, the ability to navigate a pocket, ability to absorb contact in the NFL, get up after a hit. Who would have thought the, the quarterback that gets injured for the season uh, first would be Anthony Richardson over Bryce Young, but here we are, the 250-pounder hurt before the 150-pounder. So, you know, hey, maybe he's just built a little bit different literally and figuratively, but I would be actively trying to buy Bryce Young. This is going to be a player in Superflex who will start for at least two more seasons. At minimum, worst case scenario, he's got two more guaranteed seasons as a starter. And it's not going to take much for the community to just pull back in on Bryce Young. He had fallen down. And let's actually see where he went because he's now being valued as QB 13. And I know that wasn't the case a couple of days ago. There it is. Yep, he dropped down about QB 15, seeing a little bit of a rise up for Bryce Young. At one point, he hit that QB 10 spot. But I'm very encouraged by what I've seen from Bryce. The situation is bad, not changing this year. It's going to be rough for him buying Bryce Young. So of all the players we talked about sort of outside of that top seven, I'd be actively trying to get Bryce Young. Tank Dell playing very well with CJ Stroud right now. But, you know, is he going to be a true difference maker for your fantasy rosters best ball absolutely i want those spike weeks but consistently plugging them into a lineup I, I, i'm not not actively trying to get tank dell if i can get him thrown into a deal fine but i'm not offering anything significant to get him tajay spears love what we've seen from him this has one been, been one of the more impressive running backs not named Bijan robinson on the season tajay spears showing Showing a lot of fantasy gamers why we were excited about him at Mobile during during the Senior Bowl. 48-yard reception this past week. Every time they give him the ball, he's, he seems to make players miss. I believe uh, he's ranked quite highly with missed tackles forced on the season, despite sharing the backfield with Derrick Henry. Would I be trying to acquire Spears? I'm not really in the business of buying running backs that can't give me their full level of production in year one. But I wouldn't mind getting Spears thrown into a deal or two. No doubt about it. Dalton Kincaid, we talked about him so much on this damn show. Buffalo doesn't know how to use him. They just don't know how to use him. He's good. I think he can be good. He's had spurts, but we have yet to see anything 
blow up worthy to get us really excited about him long term in this offense. Instead of drafting a damn tight end to play your slot receiver role, why don't you just draft a receiver, Buffalo? You probably should have done that and let Dalton Kincaid go somewhere else where he could have been utilized. Could have been a damn Dallas Cowboy. But Dalton Kincaid, I, I would say I'd be actively buying him, but he's he's valued as tight end six, so I doubt you're getting any kind of discount on him. Maybe because he's hurt. Maybe because Dawson Knox is playing a lot. I try it. Still very bullish on his outlook because he has been involved. Just hasn't gotten that concentrated target share that Sam Laporta has received. Quentin Johnston, I'm not going into it, y'all. I'm not going into it. I don't want to do it. We're not going to helmet scout. But I'm done with TCU receivers. I'm done with TCU wide receivers. I'm done. QJ, first round pick, 21st overall, TCU. Jalen Rager, first round pick, 21st overall, TCU. Right after Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson. Right after Quentin Johnson, not Justin Jefferson, but a pick after QJ went, Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison off of the board. Like, I'm pretty sure Los Angeles would have rather had either of those two players than QJ. Is all hope lost? I'm not going to say all hope is lost for QJ, but nobody wants him. I'll just leave it at that. Nobody wants him right now. Josh Downs rising up the boards. Talked about him on the Trinity show last week. Good to see him get in the end zone this week. And he was second on the team in targets. Very good for him. His Trinity score is moving up. Make sure Trinity Tracker dropping soon on DestinationDevy.com. Zach Charbonnet hasn't done a lot. He's dropped quite a bit from where we started at the beginning. Dropped down quite a bit. Kenneth Walker's playing out of his mind. hes I know he only averaged like three yards a carry, but the dude is a workhorse. He is keeping Seattle where they're at because he's damn sure not Geno Smith and the way that he's playing football right now. Rasheed Rice, this is one if of any player that I'll be actively trying to get right now that I believe is still at a relatively cheap cost, it's Rasheed Rice. Give me all the Rasheed Rice I can get. His Trinity score is very high. The targets per route run high. He's getting more and more acclimated in this Kansas City Chiefs offense. Is he a replacement, direct one-for-one replacement for Tyreek Hill? Hell no. No Tyreek Hill. Nobody replacing Tyreek Hill. But I do believe that he brings a different element to that wide receiver room for Patrick Mahomes, and you start to see the connection grow. I want Rasheed Rice. I am actively trying to buy Rasheed Rice, and I think you should too. Roshan Johnson, we thought we'd see the Roshan Johnson blow-up game last week with Khalil Herbert landing on IR. He didn't clear concussion protocol, but it feels like I think he's out of protocol now. So Roshan Johnson, we get to see him play. Unfortunately, no Justin Fields there. He may have to tote the rock quite a bit. So if you're looking for some cheap production out of a running back, Maybe go get Roshan. Deontay Foreman fumbled the rock. He didn't look very good in the game. Go get you some Roshan Johnson. And the final rookie I want to talk about was a rookie that I loved. I loved Michael Mayer. Loved him. I thought he was a very good tight end. I know he didn't test like an athletic monster, didn't test like a freak, but I saw him to do play tight end for three years at Notre Dame. It was unstoppable. And the Raiders are finally realizing, damn, maybe we should throw this guy the ball instead of Austin Hooper. Maybe we should get him involved in the offense and it's playing dividends. He's had 11 targets on the season. I believe eight or nine of them come in the last two weeks. Michael Mayer, Rasheed Rice, Michael Mayer, especially in a tight end landscape that is so desolate, so up and down, so finicky. Go try to get you some Michael Mayer. Go try to get you some Michael Mayer and, and get rid of one of these, uh, you know, these, these artificial dynasty valued tight ends. Like, let's go to the tight end position real quick and just see who's uh, who's ahead of Michael Mayer. Like, honestly, well, why do you want George Kittle over him? Kittle's dope. He got those three passes and three touchdowns. Very next week, one pass. He just, 
He's so hit or miss now. 30-year-old tight end in an offense that wants to move the ball downfield. Seems like he does a lot more stuff blocking. I like Kittle. If I can trade George Kittle to get Michael Mayer plus, I'm doing that every single day of the week. Can I trade Dallas Goddard to get Michael Mayer plus? Dalton Kincaid to get Michael Mayer plus? Hell, in a league, I traded Kyle Pitts a week and a half ago for Michael Mayer in two seconds, and I feel great about it, even better today than I did then. So I do believe there are some pivots you can make at the tight end spot. Hell, Travis Kelsey, he's an he's an automatic scorer. Think about this. If you are a failed contender and you're trying to rebuild, tank for next season, and you're holding Travis Kelsey, trade Kelsey for Michael Mayer in a first. Like, who cares? Get the points off for your roster. Clear it off. It's dynasty strategy. Get rid of Kelsey. Kelsey doesn't, if your team is 1-5, 0-6, 2-4, you know you ain't got no damn quarterbacks, running backs are injured. Don't hold on to points. Clear points to ensure your chances of getting the top pick in rookie drafts. Tear down. Send Kelsey to the contender for their Michael Mayer plus a first and a second. Just send the offer. I'm telling y'all. So top 20 rookies right now. Much different than what we thought it would be coming into the season. But damn, this is why we love football. This is why we play fantasy. And this is why y'all tap in. Another episode of the Rookie Report down. Week 6 in the books. We'll be back next week uh, following Week 7 games. Kind of recap what we saw from these rookies. What did we learn? What were the takeaways? Who do we need to buy? Who do we need to sell? So again, if you stuck around to this point of the video, got you out in about 25 minutes, hit that thumbs up button, like, comment, and subscribe. If you're a loyal DD fan, man, go to DestinationDebbie.com. Check out all the dope content, podcast feeds, and everything that we're putting out on the channel. I appreciate y'all being there. Tap in tomorrow. So I got breakfast and bets in the morning. We're going to run through the NFL's Thursday night football slate, as well as the Trinity Report. Y'all be blessed. Have a good one. I'll see y'all later. I'm out. Peace.